getting you through it on a Friday morning. Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports joins us now. Mark, you there? Yeah, hey, Maddie, how you doing? Hey, good. Hey, he's in the virtual studio. Wing, you can All hear right. him, right? I can. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right. We're good. All right. This actually worked. I'll be damned. No kidding. Chuck, one more thing up to the crazy ideas that actually didn't didn't go poorly. You, so. you have plenty of those. I Occasionally, on occasion, that, that does uh, that does does happen. Um, uh, Mark, the uh, uh, Bangor is going to be uh, Bangor baseball. You know, we've talked about them quite a bit. Looks like they're sitting in the Catbird seat again, uh, number one seed. Uh, let's talk a little bit about their quarterfinal matchup and then maybe look ahead down the road to see if uh, anybody could give them trouble uh, in the next round as well. Um, yeah, they open up with uh, Meselonski. Uh, didn't really have any problems with them the two games during the regular season. Uh, looking for more of the same, but, you know, because tournament time, all it takes is one one bad game. They don't seem to have many of those in the tournament, though, do they? It's weird how that happens. Yeah. I think it's because you only have to use a certain amount of pitchers. I could be wrong, you know, but yeah. I, I feel pretty yeah, confident they, uh, that has something to do this, with it. This set up pretty well, and that game's uh, Wednesday, actually, uh, at 4:15 at Mansfield, so that um, will be Wednesday. Then they play the winner of uh, Camden, uh, Ham, sorry, Hamden and Lewiston. Uh, Hamden, uh, they they could be a threat. I mean, Lewiston, Class A is no, there's no gimme for Bangor, that's for sure. The the winner of Lewiston Hamden could give them battle if they get by Mesolonsky, and then uh, obviously Oxford Hills and Edward Little uh, definitely give them a challenge too. And Mount Area Area had a good run last year, so uh, you know they. And they play Edward Little. That should be a good good uh, quarterfinal, also. Yeah, I, I I think it will be. I think uh, I I'm actually, you know, it's been the year of Edward Little. Like their football team was good and, and lost in the first round, and their their basketball teams had a had a very good year. Um, their track and field teams uh, uh, had a really good year. So I'm waiting for the uh, um, I'm waiting for them in baseball as a softball team will be heading up to Masalonski. But Mount Ararat is always super plucky every year in baseball, and it seems like they win their quarterfinal game every year, no matter who they face. I think it's just they're just one of those matchups. They're like that team. They're like that back when Richmond was was upsetting Syracuse in the NCAA tourney. You know what I mean? Like they were just that. They're that squad. They're like, oh man, I don't want to play them. They're like you, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, or something. When when they were the 13 seed and you were the four, you know, uh, coming out of the West region. Like they're just one of those teams. I think Mount Air, uh, Mount Air may give uh, may give Edward Little a hard time on on Thursday, and you see that all the time. You see these breaks, and this is a big break for a lot of these teams. So if they're not playing in the KVAC title game over the weekend, you know, by the way, Bangor Oxford Hills will be scoring off on that, then uh, and that'll be happening up at Thomas College. Then yeah, there you know, there's a possibility that some some teams come back on Thursday and and. They're just assuming it's their it's their, fi- their, save well, their final save the number one pitcher save the number one pitcher and doesn't doesn't work out for them so I I think it would be wide open I think Lewiston and I mean Lewiston there's no hotter team than Lewiston right now after what what I watched them do against Edward Little the other night nine to one that was uh, and and they look pretty effortless I I thought they left probably six or seven runs on the board so if they beat Hamden and Hamden's already given Bangor a couple of tough ones this year then you know Bangor could get could get challenged but at the end of the day I I, I still think you'll see. Uh, I still think you'll see Bangor uh, facing the winner of. I, I'm probably looking at Oxford Hills or, or Edward Little up at up at Augusta somewhere. Yeah, that, that's probably what will happen. But yeah, Hamden and Lewiston should be very interesting too. That they had a one nothing regular season matchup. Uh, Hamden won, so that should be very interesting also. What do you see in C North, B North? You know, who who are the teams that you think that you know we might be seeing in the state finals for that? 
uh, when the when the teams down here locally uh, start matching up with them? Well, uh, B North um, Ellsworth Brewer have won two, but um, I was looking last night at like some of the possible uh, possible quarterfinal matchups. Uh, John Babs Fulltown play uh, in a prelim game. The winner of that plays plays Brewer. That that could be very interesting. And also uh, Ellsworth number one, uh, Waterville and Nokomis, uh I've seen Nokomis, uh and they're not bad at all. And they're number eight eight seed. Uh, those could be tough for those one two seeds in the quarterfinals. And um, we talk about using the number one pitcher. Um, not sure how they're going to do that, but they might have to do that in the quarterfinal matchup, which will could change everything going forward. Um, also, look for uh, Oceanside, coached by Don Shields. Yeah, he does a great job with them. They're, they're a four seed. They're they're um, they're very dangerous too. MDI three seed. They're as we've seen, you've seen them in many sports. You know, go make deep runs, and uh, they've got an experienced uh, experienced group. So uh, they they it's Herman's number five, coached by Matt Kinney. Uh, they're they're dangerous. Um, you know, Gardner Belfast should be an interesting prelim matchup in there in uh, Class B. And uh, you're talking about C? Well, that's uh, – it's bounced all around all year. Like, Bucksport – like, the top six, seven seeds were all separated by eight heel points most of, the, most of the season. Kept changing who's number one every week. I mean, Dexter, who, you know, I covered quite a bit up here, um, they were one, two a lot you know, near the end of the year, one, two, or three. And then they lost to Bucksport the last game of the – uh, well, one of the last games of the regular season, and they go now. They got to make a tra- trip to Fort Kent. They could probably get to Boston quicker than they get get to Fort Kent. <laughs> so uh, you know, and they, those two teams played last year in the uh, in the semifinal where Dexter won in a dramatic walk off win. So that should be a good uh, quarterfinal game. Um, George Stevens, they're deep. They're two Bucksport, Matt and Arcook, five four game. Wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams ended up winning Class C. So you know, it's wide open. Uh, Central Orno prelim winner could give number one Holton a run for their money, um, and you know so a lot of very much up in the air. Um, as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the top top six teams, uh, you know, made it made it right through and end up uh, Class C. I believe is down to Standish this year. Talking with Mark Kellen from Eastern Maine Sports, Eastern Maine Sports Blog. Oh boy. So what are you? What was your thought? You think we should do some? Uh, you know, Wing and I were talking about the replay. Like, what? What was that all about last night? I don't. I don't under. I. I just. I will never quite understand why we continue to expand replay more and more, um, on things. Like, I. I thought last night's. I thought that was a. That was history making. Like the the refs officially changed their mind in the middle of a finals game. They're just like, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I. Like a lot of times, I like. I like replay and i you know want to you know and i glad when they get it right but then things like that happen and you know i just i just i just don't you know understand i don't i don't know if i really do like it i like the old ways where coaches and managers you know argued and they just went went with the first call on the on the uh on the field or the, or the court um then you you know you see replay but then you see umpires in baseball missing balls and strikes like no, ball's not even close you know you can look at it and if they had you know if they're gonna do it just do it everything you know do tech make it so the computer calls balls and strikes or something you know what i mean it's, i it's am just- i am really at the point and when you've you've agreed with me on this i would totally i i i think you get whatever the laser beam thing is for tennis and i think you you frame it i think you frame it right around the strike zone 
And when and, and they've already changed the ball so you can hit more home runs, right? So you mean right. to tell me you can't have something in there that'll tell you whether it's a ball or strike? If it's a ball, it beeps. If it's a strike, it, it there's nothing. Like that's it. Like it's that simple. It's one way or the other, and you know that that's done. And then you've got your home plate umpire there to, you know, call call people safe at home or not, or to call a balk or or whatever it is they need to do. They can they can manage it. But in terms of the actual uh, game to game. I mean, to me, I think the worst thing in the world, even though you have a crew chief going on, your crew chief might not be working at home plate. So, or he might be, and that might also be the problem because the crew chief's a jerk. You're not getting anything done. So, I, I just eliminate that aspect of it because there are teams. The Yankees and Red Sox are the two most penalized teams in sports right now on the strike zone. Yeah, last night I was watching some of that game, and that I mean, a ball you could see was about five or six inches outside. Then they showed that little stupid box they show and then it was five or six inches outside and the rabbit i mean the up uh, you know it was you know then they did that on two or three calls and you know they it, it's it's frustrating watching that stuff like that you know you went going back to the the call on the charge or not a charge against lebron you know there, there's precedent for that in the super bowl we decided to call the catch or not catch differently than we called it all during the season just because we wanted to so, we have seen that happen before. Yeah, it should be the same rules, no matter how big the game is. <laughs> yeah, you, you would hope. You would think, right? <laughs> I mean, that would be the right. consistent. Well, I mean, we thought about this, but let's go. Th- is this just following a new pattern that we now cave to public pressure? If the public does not like a rule, if they don't like the way something is, we change it midseason, like the catch rule in the National Football League last year when it was clear, and then, of course, everybody backtracked. That the the catch rule had been discussed in between the reg, the end of the regular season and Super Bowl, so that what was consistent all year and what made everyone right mad, or wrong, right or wrong, it was consistent all year. Then changed in the Super Bowl, so that it was totally different, just to placate people. And it just so happened it, it screwed the Patriots. It's no big deal, right? You know, it's fine. We're used to it. But yeah, they, if they're going to change things, it should be in the off season. I yeah. just you know, kids keep it consistent. Obviously, we. Want the calls to be correct and calls to go our team's way, but I'd rather not go away and be consistent all, all the way through, you know, and then change it if it's not right. Discuss in the off season. Talking with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports Block. He's hanging out with us, uh, third guy in in the studio today. Let's go to that Red Sox game last night. What did you guys think of the lineup? What did, did what you know? What what did you guys? I, what did you guys think of the game? I. Well, it's just it was an odd game. I mean, they had Red Sox had chances and stuff. It, it's just he's kind of short-handed right now. Uh, hopefully, Mookie's back tonight. And uh, with Pedroia getting scratched the last minute, I, I just I mean, I was kind of surprised he didn't hit for Swihart the last batter of the game. I mean, they they almost had Benatendi up with the bases loaded, but um, Swihart got a good bat on it. But I, I just I think Sandy Leone's got to stop playing more. He played last night. Uh, Palmer has looked a little better. Not great but uh i just think they need to uh this tough with their lineup right now just because uh as i said with mookie and pedroia uh it just made it made it tough and holt's doing a good job i I would say he's the biggest surprise for me um so far this year he came in fat and out of shape i didn't think he was going to be this good and he's been very productive for them yeah you know this morning there was a lot of chatter about pomerantz this pomerantz that really hey they held into four runs it wasn't the pitching you know, we we need to score some runs, and we didn't. We didn't. Plain and simple. Yeah, I know. I know. Remy said on the post game, and I think they are getting close to this. Where Stephen Wrights might take that 
yes. take that position. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Palmer started off slow last year, then he ended up being a 17-game yes. winner, you know. So I, I think they're going to give him a couple more starts. His next one might be against Detroit. That could always help. Yeah, that, and, that'll uh, help you a little. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just think I think they'll be better if he turns it around. You know, I, I don't I think – I don't think he'd be as effective out of the bullpen. I think Stephen Rice doing good. He kept him in that game last night. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, he threw, what, 50, 60 pitches. He'd probably go tonight if they needed him to, you know. Yes. So, you know, so I think he's got more value out of the pen. But um, I do understand people saying, you know, that they might need a change. But they're doing pretty well. 21 games over 500 with what they got. And they've been able to overcome Pomerantz stuff and, you know, he's stuck with JBJ, and that seems to be working as he he's finally starting to hit. You know, it's funny. Manny and I have talked about this before. Uh, guys making adjustments. And I know you have to do that when you're a major leaguer because people people find out you got a little bit of a hole in your swing or your curveball isn't working right now, so they take it a task on it, They they whatever. But like JBJ, they say that the problem he's had with hitting was he was lifting his foot up. And it was throwing his timing off. I mean, how long does it take to figure that out for a hitting coach? I mean, this has been going on for two years now he hasn't hit. It's kind of like, yeah. really? <laughs> Do you think yeah. somebody could have no figured that out? Has, I think no matter what he does, he's not going to be more than a 230, 240 yeah. hitter. But but that that will be good enough with the way he plays plays defense. You just can't hit 150. And I, he was really a mess with that leg kick. I, I mean, he wasn't even close to... You know, I mean, those balls, I, I could get up there and do what he was doing, and I, I can't hit. Well, and I think we don't take advantage enough, I think, hitting to the opposite field. You know, I there were a lot of things that, that Gonzalez brought to the Red Sox that I could have lived without, but what he did was the left-hand batter started to focus on, you know, keeping it, staying on the ball a little longer, hitting it to the opposite field because you got the left wall there. I think it made a difference for Ortiz being able to hit the opposite way when that's where they pitched him. And I think for for Jackie Bradley, I think that's what he needs to do. Stop worrying about trying to hit a home run, and which is what they're raising to the foot and trying to jack it, and hit the ball to the opposite field and stay with it. Hey, Matty, there's our siren for the day. Pretty consistent. We have one pretty much every show. Uh-oh. We, we try to give people the... The ambiance of the community. You hear it? There it is. Yeah, it's the it's the daily. You know, so we one. try to we try to bring you everything that's happening around right, around. Yeah. So we don't really have a choice. We're just next to it, and it's gonna you know, that, that's what'll yeah. happen. You know, it's a little, little quieter here in Dexter. Just a little. <laughs> just a little bit. Slightly a bit. I'm guessing slightly. Yeah, a bit. So slightly I want to know: Were you around for the Haynes twins? No. No, that, that, that was, was in the before that you. was in the eighties. That was when uh, Dexter was pretty much a powerhouse in, in basketball and uh, and uh, football. I, I was actually I'm actually from down that way. Um, I went to Sacramento Valley um, and graduated in ninety one, and then uh, moved up this way. Started the started the website back in '08 and, and stuff. And uh, but no, that, that was that was before my time. But I've definitely heard a lot about them. And um, Steve Bell, who's the principal at Dexter now was the quarterback of that football team and point guard on the basketball team. So, um, yeah, they they uh, many many good years that people still you know bring up sometimes. Well, between Ed Gursky, course, in basketball forever, uh, and then they went through, uh, course, Tim Wilson, and then Gus Blank was uh, 
won two state championships with the Haines Twins. So they've had a pretty storied uh, history in athletics. And, you know, all schools fall on a little bit of a hard time here and there, you know. Uh, the little dry spell, and it's very seldom that somebody can be on top forever. Yeah, Tim Wilson actually came back, not yes, uh, you know, within the past ten years, and and you know, he, I, I liked him a lot. He was a, he was um, he kind of old school coach, and and unfortunately, um, you know, with a lot of the parents nowadays, that doesn't that doesn't fly as well, um, which. Is very unfortunate, but I, I like Tim Wilson a lot, and um, you know, he, I can see why he had the success he had back back in the day. Yeah, I was at Skowhegan when he was at Dexter, and we we were both really good at the same time. And yeah, Wing was really we had many good. A, pardon? Yeah, Wing was really good. Yeah, we yeah. as a coach, I was talking about. Oh, we, oh, oh. We were uh, we had many a conversation about what to do and uh, against a certain offense or defense or whatever. Yeah, and as um, no, and he he, uh, you know, it was, it was fun covering interviewing him and covering his teams for the couple of years. Uh, you know, we know when he came came back, and and definitely he's he's still around, you know, in the community sometimes and stuff. So yeah, he's a, definitely a great guy. Because the only thing that makes me is older than dirt. That's that's what that is. <laughs> no, no. They, what year was that? Uh, in the seventies. Seventies, yeah, yeah, no. He definitely, uh, definitely, he's a he's a good guy, but. You know. Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports Blog is sitting in the in the virtual third chair today. We've we've fired up the virtual third chair. Now that I know that the virtual third chair works, I feel like we're going to be able to do this. We're going to be so able to do this me, with multiple people. So tell me, Mr. Novice over here, tell yeah. me the difference between the virtual chair and somebody calling just plain calling in. Um, a little bit cleaner. You notice that? No, that's right. There isn't any. Sounds a lot better, right? Yeah. Doesn't sound like phony sort of stuff right and i'm on speaker too right yeah yeah i mean that's because he's in a solid room so that's that's what it is when he starts doing this with his with his broadcast stuff because he does the he does a lot of the um he does a lot of the broadcasting up there for for audio games stuff like that if he hooks that up to it it'll sound like he's right in here with us or it sounds like it right now even with a headset i mean when we first started this thing god 10 years ago i mean we were we were working with laptops and skype and uh and uh and freaking, you know, headsets that were that were dual microphone slash speakers, you know. So yeah, it, it, the 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 gist of it is is still the same. It's just that the connection stuff is is a little better right now. Are you are you planning on doing some audio broadcasts uh, up there next week uh, for, um, for the playoff games? Definitely Monday. Uh, Going to do Sumner Dexter softball battle of the Tigers. Um, Tuesday I'm still up in the air. The game I was going to do uh, Foxcroft Belfast softball kind of. Is it a time where it makes it tough? So I'm going to see about Tuesday and um, see what's going on on Thursday. But definitely on Monday, going to do uh, uh, Sumner Dexter softball. Yeah, all right. I was saying one of the things when you when you think about a preliminary game, you you kind of know if you win, you you know where you're going, but it still doesn't make it any easier to suddenly say, like you say, "Oop, we're going to Fort Kent" or "We're going somewhere." Um, it it certainly spices up the end of the school year and the season. Yeah, I guess where Sumner Dexter winner gets to go. They get to they get to go to box sport. That's that's always fun in softball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh thank you for that reward. That seems exciting, yeah. right? Oh man. Yeah, that's uh um you know, Dexter actually did only lose to them by one run early in the year, but I I just it seems like box sport uh 
just picks picks it up and uh, come tourney time, kind of like Bangor baseball, you know, get later in the season and and there they go. And, uh, you know, um, they're they're the favorite in, in class class C. Narraguegas is also 15 and one. But I, I just um, you know Bucksport, <laughs> they're just like Penobscot Valley in class D. Um, those two are the clear, clear favorites in those two classes. Speaking of Narraguegas, when I was principal at Oak Hill, Bill Fairchild had a, a uh, well, it was Eastern and Western Maine in those days. We were in Western Maine, and uh, Narraguegas was the winner of Eastern Maine. So we played at at uh, Hadlock Field, and it was one of those off days where you couldn't quite tell what it was going to do, and Bangor played somebody for the A championship in the early game. Well, it got rain, and so they had a rain delay. And then there was an argument about um, they already had batting practice. We didn't get a chance. Anyway, the argument took as long as anything else. Anyway, by the time they got done all that, we started our game against Narragoygas at 9 o'clock at night. No, jeez. Now think about that. Narragoygas played us. And then they had to travel home to Narragoygas. I'll tell you what. There was nobody awake on that bus by the time they pulled in the schoolyard. No, they didn't have a parade when they got back or anything? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Whew. Tell you what. It's all right. What happens, right? Yeah. I, I got on the student bus and I said, hey, look, I know we got finals tomorrow. But, I, you know, everybody had to sign up for the bus. I said, I've got all the names of everybody on the bus. If you want to skip the early morning, whatever, you can do the makeups in the afternoon and I'll okay it. Half the kids said, ah, we already studied. We're ready to go. <laughs> so that was the end of that. <laughs> what, are you, what are you dealing with this? I mean, talk about some of the things you're dealing with this time of year. Because you got people that are like, like you get kids that are getting ready to go into the real world. Like the, the, the end of the spring sports season for them. Like going, Signed up to go in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's a whole new, that's a whole different ball of wax than, yeah, I just, I want to get started on my summer plans. You know, yeah. like. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. No. And they don't Not have so to, much. you know, and they graduate on Sunday, and yet they're still playing for the school team two weeks later, like, you know? There's some of that. I said for a long time, because Oak Hill was always in the baseball playoffs. When Bill Fairchild was the coach, we were always in the playoffs, 100% of the time. So we many times, I used to say, look, we're not holding up graduation. We got parents that are here from all over the place. We're going at whatever the time was, 7 o'clock, no matter what. But we will, we will try like heck to make sure if you come flying in, people will save spots for you. In other words, yes, you're the 15th in line. Boom, somebody saved that spot, and they've been notified and whatever. Kids would come in with their baseball pants pulled up or not and cap and gown on and just step in the line, and we'd go. So there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of issue with... When do you play? And then the kids want to do the project graduation with their friends. It's the last time, literally, that they will all be together and safe. And then you got a game, playoff game the next day. I mean, we've done things like I rented, uh, you know, 12 passenger vans and got a couple of teachers to volunteer. We went and picked up kids partway through the night so they could at least spend part of the time with their friends and then come home and get to bed and and whatever it's a it's a hectic time for for everybody the kids teachers and uh, the administration no question just to me it throws into that uh, it really throws into that whole um 
that whole thing about uh, you know more upsets or different things. You can't really you can't just pencil people in at this time. Of no, year. you don't know what's going on in the kid's head. You know to know that number one, like they're going to the military in in three days, or their their new job that they're going to have. They hope for a long time starts, or their family's moving, but they waited to let them finish school, or there's just a myriad of things. Their girlfriend just broke up, or vice versa, or something, and they got a playoff game. Yeah, and the weather. Oh yeah, that'll be that. You know, you get the you get the weather. That that was a big to do when I first got on the baseball softball committee. It was combined at that time. The year before, Scarborough had had one pitcher. And between begging off, saying we can't we can't play on Wednesday because we've got class night, we can't play on. They used they used that one pitcher all the way through. There was no pitching pitch count rule or any of the pitching rules that they have now, and everybody said that can't happen. So the MPA, because they usually we usually overreact, they went to this is the day it's being played. Unless there's rain, you're playing. You don't show up, the other team wins. For that reason. And, of course, on the other end of it, people complain there's no flexibility. Well, everybody complained the year before because we were flexible. So That's usually how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with quarter number four in just a second here on the B-List Daily. Don't move. Mark, we'll be right back. All right. Thank you. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better. A better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. 
That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your return, I got a big idea. I was just I was doing some reading, and and the um, you know we can all I feel like all of us at this point could work from home. Okay, so I'm um, in for that. Did you know that the state of Vermont will pay you ten thousand dollars to move there and work from home? Really? Yes, that's a new law. I just it went into it went into law. So if you want to move to Vermont. You can go there and, and you could, I mean, we could do like all the main sports blogging and everything directly, directly from Vermont. Oh, you know? yeah. It'd be great. I think that would be super easy. We could you do wait that. for us to make 10000 bucks yeah. each. And then like right? we each, you know, 10000 And if you bring people with you, I'm sure that's another 10000 uh, sure. right? So, yeah. you know, like, you know, you would, if I, I mean, if you Now, we're sharing couple, tips on 20, this? Is that part of the I think, deal? I think maybe we just get, get it together and we pool it all pool together it? and split it, you know? Buy a boat, something? You know, we could know. do it from a boat in Vermont. Maybe we could afford to buy the station at that point, you know? I told you that my daughter works for Quest Diagnostics in Boston. Yeah, and she's on. Uh, she has headphones, and she's on her laptop on on calling, making calls all day. Monday, Friday, she works from home. Quick. Two days a week. Yeah, she says great. After a long weekend, she'll come up here to go skiing with us, and she'll go back home. And she says Monday, hey, I'm up at regular time, but I got, I'm I'm doing my work in my PJs. Don't have to get dressed. I can have an extra cup of coffee. What, what do you think, Mark? Do you think you can cover Eastern Maine sports effectively from Vermont for the $10,000? Do you think you can make that happen? Well, this would be tough to see the games, but I, I, I could try. We need some really good contacts say, hey, so what happened in that game? You know? Yeah. They call right. in to us. You know, we could do right. that. Like, I do a, like a small Red Sox and Celtics and all those recaps, and I'm, I'm not there. So maybe I could, you know, get it done. We have a guy that's a friend of ours who never invites us to the games, but he has tickets to all the playoff games. He sent us pictures just to rub our nose in it. So he could give us the reports. Yeah, yeah, we, we could get pa- people. Palmer, yeah. Palmer could give us the reports on the Celtics playoff games. Yeah, that's, I mean, if we can do that, and we can get people, like, yeah, we set people up with cameras, and then, you know, we just set that, you hey, could do that. Johnny Bangor could take uh, clips for us, send him Yeah, those. I think that. I think you could totally do that, right? We I'd have, like to do that job co- in the... We have connection. Yeah. I'd like to do that job in the summer in Vermont. Thank you. Yeah, as opposed to the winter. I think that would be fine. I think be, as long as I can, you know, are they going to fix the internet there so I can work there though? That's well, my concern. That, that there may be some dead spots. Yeah, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing that I'm I'm concerned about at that point. But it's okay, I guess. You know, it's, so it's kind of like Millinocket. A little bit. <laughs> it's the whole town, right? It's the whole thing. It's really Green Maine. I live in Green Maine. I've tried every cell phone service known to mankind. Nothing, nothing. There's no. I have to stand on one foot with my head out the window at my house to make a phone call. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, that's uh, that's usually how that goes. It's usually uh, how that goes. So, um, did you guys like Cora getting his rings last night? Was that fun for you in any way? Was it any anything good about that? Sure, sure. sure He's yeah. gonna get another one next, you know, next April. So. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, wow. I uh, I think it's great. You know. Um, he deserves it. He was part of it. I think it's great that they had the ceremony when he was there because they could have had it some other night and he would have either had to get off from the Red Sox or not be there. So I think it was nice of, the, of Houston to have it when he was there. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I kind of like how it, like Carrera and all them, it seems like they really like him. You know what I mean? It was no, you know, it's, it's kind of 
the good relationships. I think that's just how it is now, where you kind of got to be a player's coach, player's manager. And I, I think just show, seeing how much uh, a lot of those guys still like him is, is quite quite impressive. Yeah, you know, I, Manny and I have talked about, because the Red Sox and Yankees both having novice managers, if you will. And I think they've both done a great job. You know, I, neither of those jobs are easy. You know, they're the toughest jobs, but if you really want to be a manager, that's where you want, isn't that where you want to be? Because you're going to get, they're going to give you good players. There's the, it's intense. It's every night it's, uh, it's a happening. They never have any crowds at either of those places where there's 10,000 fans ever. So, so and the, and both have uh, kind of we haven't heard about drama. I mean that David Price thing last week when he said he was soft. I think if John Farrell was there, that still be yeah. that would still be a, a major topic. And he just kind of blew it off. And you know, I like to have five of those guys, you know guys, and and he you know kind of laughed it off. Where Farrell would have been a serious thing. Where he'd be going right into his next start tomorrow. Oh, he would have been defensive and yeah, yeah. So I think the both of them, uh, Cora and Boone, and I think. Doing probably better than I expected, both of them. Even the thing with Hanley Ramirez, whether we like him personally or not, to DFA a guy who's batting third for you, it's a pretty big step. And again, was there was no drama about it, really. We didn't hear the other players saying, we can't believe they did that. Uh, I can't believe we can't trust Cora. You know, he went behind. Uh, nothing. No, he he kind of showed he kind of runs that club. No drama with that until the Yankees sign him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Houston, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I mean, because, Maddie, couldn't you see him going there and playing against left-handers? Totally. I could totally see that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, the problem is right now that, as I, I was telling Wing earlier, the Yankees are kind of in that same position, uh, situation and position the Celtics are in. Like, there's only nine spots on the field, and if you want to get Romine in there while DHing Sanchez... Then you know you need to you're you're going to need to not be doing some of this other stuff that that you're doing. So you know Neil Walker is I, I, Tyler Austin has been really bad since he came back from the suspension. I think that was the worst part of the suspension for him. He was starting to figure it out and hit the ball, and then he takes four days off and he comes back and he he just isn't the same after that. He he just he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't that. play as much now that Bird's back. right? Correct, and he and you know he plays. Yesterday or he plays the day before yesterday and strikes out four times. You is know, he, is and he thinking about getting hit? You know, I, I, well, no, I just I think he's you know young guys don't know how to stay ready sometimes. And he admitted after the game he goes, I need to be ready. Like young guys like that, they don't know how to do that stuff. It's not like you know, remember the old days when Lenny Harris would come off the bench for the Florida Marlins and, and get a pinch hit, and it'd be like, well, yeah. how the hell does yeah, he do I, that yeah. every day? Right, I think that's why guys like Brock Holt uh, are valuable. Um, you know, but I think Blake Swihart's struggling with that too, like like uh, like Austin. I think you know, just playing you know a couple times a week or whatever. And it's, it's it's tough for the younger guys. But as I said, guys like Holt and I'm sure and probably Neil Walker, the Yankees is all right with it too. Is you know, like, like those guys are kind of valuable. Well, Holt has done everything but pitch and catch, and I'm sure if they asked him, he probably would pitch. I mean, he two years ago he he really was their MVP. I don't think there's any question. He played every position. Every time somebody got hurt, he jumped in. Uh, you can't you can't put a, a measurement on how valuable they are. No, and he's he's probably above average in most of these positions. I mean, he was on the original starting lineup at right and right last night. Pedroia got hurt, so he moved to second. I mean, he could be a shot a third, you know, a left or you know, and he does okay. He doesn't hurt them at any position. Yeah, it's unusual to find somebody that can play all the infield positions because shortstop. Uh, 
<laughs> shortstop is really tough for a guy that is probably a second baseman by trade and whatever. And you know, a guy like Pedroia, Pedroia came up as a second as a shortstop, but they had one and they moved him to second. So shortstop is uh, separates the men from the boys. I'll tell you that. Feel like it does. Yeah. Yeah, and then Bogas is uh, doing pretty good. Pretty oh, good there. Oh boy, I guess. DD is DD out of his slump yet? Um, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't really think he's just not. He's still not there. I mean, he's getting there. Is he going after bad pitches? What's the What's the issue? He's just no. He's not. He has terrible luck. Like he'll hit a line drive and he'll go right into a guy's glove. Like you know how that just happens. Oh, and so yeah. it's. I, I even hate I, I hate even calling it a slump because it, it he's hitting under the screws he'll come out of it, it, it it's there's a lot so the other night he had a couple that were bloopers and he got a double and a, and, a, and an RBI single out of it and they were blooper flares just just you know what I mean usually like, that brings you out of that the stuff evens out most yeah, of the time no and some some years it'll last a long time it'll last the whole year. But it's due for a correction anytime. You know what I mean? Like when when they they call it uh, B A B I P, like batted balls in play percentage. Like that that that's the only baseball. It's whatever. supposed to average out. And that's, what's, that. that's what's weird about baseball. Just in the last 10, 15, 20 years, the amount of stats and things that you need to know now. Like you have to be almost a rocket scientist to know some of the things that they're looking at, like launch angles and exit velocities and all these things that they weren't looking at back in the old days. We were just like, well, did he square up and make contact with it or not? You know, when I, I've told you this story a little bit before, when I was coaching baseball, among other things at Brewer, I had a third baseman that he he really, in the Penobscot Valley, he was the best defensive third baseman in the league as a sophomore, without a doubt. They voted him that way. I mean, no question. He comes back his junior year, so I'm thinking, pencil him in at third. We're all set. I've never seen a guy have more topped balls, swinging bunts, Left-handed hit one that's still spinning, you know, that kind of stuff. Bouncing off, hitting him in the chest and the shoulder. He he never had a regular ground ball all year. And he lost his confidence. I mean, it's horrible. He couldn't, seriously, he couldn't pick up a rock if it was laying on the ground. It was so bad. So you you never know. Same way with hitting. I mean, you just get in one of those places and it just doesn't seem to fall for you. Yeah, and you're right, Matt. And you're right, Matty. Most of the time that evens out. The players are what they are. And I've been saying that about Jackie Bradley. That as bad as he is hitting, he wasn't going to be a 160 hitter all year. He'll at least get up to the what he usually is. And it seems like he's on that right direction. Usually, usually that's usually what the back of the baseball card's correct. So you think if he bats 230, 240, you keep him? Oh yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Keep him if you can get somebody in the off season or whatever. But keep him for this year. Yeah. Um, um, I think he's valuable enough with what he saves on defense and with what those other guys are doing. And I do think Sandy Leone should be the number one catcher, though. I, I think he's. I think the pitchers do better with him. I think uh, I think Vasquez is kind of, I don't know. I, thought, I don't know if it got to his head that because I mean, he had a really good year last year and he just, uh, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's, uh, uh, he just it seems like he's kind of, as I said, thinks he's better than he is. I mean, they had one good year, got a contract. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a huge contract, but it was a uh, you know good good enough uh, for a young guy, that's for sure. And uh, it seems like Leon's just better right now. And uh, I think put him in, and uh, he he's a better hitter than Vasquez right now. And I, I I like Vasquez for the future. I've always said he's going to be a really good catcher. But for this year's team, the way the pitches do, even put even Palmeiras does better with 
Leon, you know, and uh, uh, Poissel and Sale definitely do. So I, I think that's uh, that's the one position, and I think I think Chorus did go that way too. Leon's caught, caught more in the last week. The uh, do you remember Vasquez? They sent him down uh, early on because he didn't do what they asked him to do. You know they yeah, yeah and then. The, Right then, the other night, I don't know if you saw that play with Nunez, but Nunez didn't slide because Vasquez is yeah. standing there doing, there's doing nothing. I mean, no excuse. You know, yeah, no excuse that. for that one. You teach him that in high school. Right, right. Uh, high school, as you, yeah, right. You probably, as a high school coach, would be upset with your absolutely your for, for not doing that. And he, yeah, he's. I think he's just. Uh, I think he needs kind of. Last year he came in, he wasn't the starting catcher, and he kind of you know really stepped up and did a did a good job. And now it's almost like he thinks he has the job. So you know. I don't know what how hard he works or not whatnot, but it just seems like he's not with it, you know, like like Sandy Leon. So I haven't seen Swihart catch in a while. Is he that bad that they? I mean, I thought last night, for instance, that they might pinch run for Leon when he got in, and he was one of the key runners. He was the lead runner. Um, I know when you have a third catcher, that's a luxury because you do have somebody else you can put in, but. Yeah. Boy, they don't have well, any they were, faith they, in him. They were they were pretty short-handed last night, though, with Betts and Pedroia. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, and uh, Swayat was already in right field, so I don't I don't know if uh, Vasquez running for him would be that much of an upgrade. I, I, I can't think. Uh, well, they they did have Nunez on the bench, so that that could have been an option. Well, but you have to carry they, they, eighty-seven pitchers now, so you can't really go to your bench anymore. Right, <laughs> right, and it's, you kind of. I think if they had everybody healthy, I think that might have been you know where. If, Holt or somebody was on the bench like that, that that would have definitely been an option. But um, Swihat um, hasn't, I mean, he's caught a few late in games, but um, Cora did say yesterday that he's going to start catching. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Leon's the number one catcher. And, uh, you know, maybe next time they need to send someone down. Maybe, maybe if, I don't, I'm not sure if Vasquez has options, but maybe yes. he'd be the, one of the guys. Yeah. You know, Swihat isn't a catcher by trade, you know. They made him a catcher. Third, they needed a catcher. Third, third baseman, right? Yeah, and he was a third baseman, and they said, "Well, what, you should try catching." And then, because he hit so well, they kept saying, "Well, we got to find a place for him." And so they brought him up as a catcher. But I, I think he's an infielder by trade. Yeah, and he played first the other day. I think, I think that's one thing with the Hanley um, thing. You know, obviously the main thing is getting yeah. more than more, more playing time. But by Swaha, it doesn't look as bad now when you put him at. DH or first base once in a while. <laughs> you know, before you're sitting down somebody, you're sitting down Ben Attendee or, or Moreland or somebody yeah. that shouldn't be sitting down. But now, now uh, if it's just giving somebody a break here and there, you know, that's 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 uh, that's okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and especially since he, I mean, I, I think uh, Martinez has done okay in the outfield, but I wouldn't want to make that a regular, <laughs> you know, you're going to play the next 80 games in left field. But, right, no, and that's he's, another he's place, the DH. More, yeah, yeah, there's another place why I can play. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Easy enough. Do you guys think the lack of organizational depth is going to hurt them as they start dealing with these yes. these, these Nixon injuries? Because the the one thing that I do know and I feel confident in is when the Yankees lose a guy, they've got. I mean, Brandon Drury's sitting at AAA. Uh, Clint Frazier's sitting at AAA. Uh, yeah. You know, they've got guys that can come down. Maybe not necessarily pitching, but you know, I don't think anybody has enough pitching. But they can they can get guys. They can bring guys up. They can survive. They can survive stretches. Do you feel confident with the way this roster's uh, uh, comprised right now, with what you've got on the forty man, that you can get by for a couple of weeks? Let's say this bets thing continues to linger, because I'm telling you now, I would be very concerned that this bets thing has continued to linger. And when when Cora is asked about it in interviews, he's not 
he's not what you'd call super straight on it. It's just, it's always like, oh, I'll give him one more day. Not yeah, forthcoming, is day. anything? It's just, the, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. I, I would I would start feeling worried a little bit about that. I don't know. And, I, and, and Ashley, I, I think if Betts misses tonight, they might put him on the DL because it's that'd be six days and you can retro it so you might as well because then you only got four more days you're kind of wasting the roster spot there but yeah i i to your point yes uh the uh depth in the organization uh, pitching wise starting pitching wise i'm actually not that concerned because you got johnson velasquez and uh and Wright who can who could they got three guys on the major league roster that can step in and start so i uh, you know if pomerantz keeps struggling or if price has a broken fingernail or something i think somebody can step in but but uh yeah position wise uh because uh, i think sam travis is hitting whatever he's hitting against right hand pitching he's he's hitting awful down in the down in the minor leagues where he would be the first guy up you know to come up and he would be fine against left hand pitching but overall no they're not they're not that deep position wise and their best infield the uh, infield prospects you know is out suspended right now yeah, I think uh, that that and their number one pitcher just had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, I, Maddie and I've talked about this before. I I think that they've they've traded away a lot of prospects and they need an overhaul of the minor league system, which you don't do in one year. Now, three years from now, you know they could be restocked again and on their way. But in the meantime, you know Betts's contract comes up, Bogart's. Con- I mean, they they got contracts that they're going to have to to look at and. They're already fifty million dollars more than anybody else. Yeah, the big one this off season will be Kimbrel, um, but but yes, they they uh, you know hope this is. I mean, usually you don't say this about a baseball draft, but this is a pretty big draft for them. <laughs> yeah, um, coming up, I think it's Monday. Is that when it yeah, is? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when there's fifty you rounds, you kind of lose the <laughs> the enthusiasm for who got picked after the fiftieth round. That, that kinda yeah, you do. I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping they get Cody Clemens. I, I, I just I think that would be great. But um, I know they <laughs> Clemens was saying last night that they had a good interview with him, and he's 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 saying he's hoping that too. But uh, now, he's isn't he a catcher? Like, he's a catcher, right? No, he's a uh, he's maybe he's a he's a good hitter. That's, yeah. that's all I know. He's a I thought he was a, I thought he was an outfielder, but maybe maybe he is a catch. I know he's a left hand hitter because Clemens was talking about him going on the opposite field at Fenway. Yeah. See, there's 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 something. See to, the inside scoop we got from Roger he, last think, night. I think that's why he volunteered to do the game so that he could promo his. So he kid, could tell us, you yeah. Know? You guys should draft him right away. You guys should. You should. I, you know. Clemens is great on there though. I, that's actually. Usually when I'm home, you know, I'm watching. I mean, I listen to a lot of baseball, but usually not when I'm home. But I, I actually turned down the volume last night and, and listened. I mean, he's, he's as good of an analyst as, as there is around. Well, I mean, he's no, I mean, let's face it. He's not quite, uh, he's Johnny, not quite Gomes. Johnny Gomes. <laughs> I mean, that's a, I like yeah, Eckers- that's a rough one. I like to Eckersley, that. too. I like Eckersley a lot. I like Eckersley, yeah. too. But I think that's universal. Yeah, he, that's he doesn't want to do all the games, though. That's, no, and that's so. a problem. No, no, but uh, yeah, but if they could have got Clemens on some of those games instead of, but because he only wants to do it because it was at Houston, he's yeah. heading. He said he was headed out afterwards because I think uh, University of Texas is in their regional right now, and so so he's that's where he's heading today. Man, that's uh, that's quite a setup. The life, there. isn't it? That is that is the life, isn't it? And like, what is what is the Joker Stick Leon? Like, I just don't want to go to Texas anymore. Like, what's your deal? <laughs> he's what a, is that? Co- Colgate's uh, Colgate's fiftieth uh, college reunion for him. That's what he said. Oh, you know, back along There'll be six people there. Yeah, <laughs> back along Bruins broadcast. Johnny Pearson used to do 
the color. And the playoffs have stopped. He, he, his regular job now was he worked for a furniture company. I swear to God they would have some sort of a big brouhaha and big thing outside, out of town. And he wouldn't be there for the playoff broadcast. Like he'd miss three or four games. It's like, what? But those are the days they, it wasn't their regular job. They were just doing those, kind of like you and I do, Matty. You know, just subcontracting to do games, and he had a regular job with a furniture company. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that no, weird? Yeah. And then Joe, I guess he has a speaking thing on Monday, but then, but this weekend he's not there because of his uh, college college uh, reunion. But, yeah, you're right, 50 years. Who, who's going to still be there at college, you know? <laughs> hey, I just had my 50th high school reunion uh, a summer ago, and there, there was a pretty good crowd there. Yeah, well, there I'm coming up on my thirtieth in a few years. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, they get, gets fewer and fewer though. No, it does. We they list every year who is no longer with us, and wow, the list is growing exponentially. That happens quite often too. It's just the and that just keeps getting pared down a little bit. So, it's pretty amazing. It's even amazing to me when I go back to like '96 and see who's not here anymore. It's like holy crap, really? Oh, and, and there's a multitude of reasons. Jeez. Kid. So, just a kid. I know. That's why I like to say that to you because I know how much it. it yes, she does that right in my how neck. How much it grinds your gears, you know, to to uh, to. to Nineteen sixty-six. Yeah. Right. Nineteen sixty-six. So only thirty years difference, right? Only, yeah, I was only, born in. I was born in seventy-three. See, I was born in seventy-eight. We oftentimes, when Mike Haley comes on, we ask him when we're doing trivia. We said, "We go, Maddie, were you born then?" He almost always says no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, 1973, I was the baseball and football coach at Brewer High School. Wow. Wow. So, that's, that's you know. By the way, they... How much was gas back then? Like 65 tw- bucks? Oh, no, no. What? 25 cents. I mean a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> 25 cents a gallon and sometimes... You could get a place that would be down in the seventeen, eighteen, McDonald's burger, ten cents. Wow! I didn't even know they, they still had, they had McDonald's back then. Bangor, well, Bangor, Portland, and Bangor. Those were the first two. And I, when I was in high school, that was when I was in high school. When I was in high school, Bangor, on uh, it's still the same place, um, down the road from Bangor High School. They, they came in. I take that back. I think the burgers were seventeen cents and the fries were nineteen. Milkshakes were 15, something like that. Milkshakes were 15? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I could... You could... Seriously, you could go and get a whole thing for a buck. Yeah. I mean, and a decent, you know, the works. You could. Well, tonight, go score some runs for Chris Sale. I think everyone will... Sale day, we need need some runs. He, 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 He doesn't have very many bad outings, and he just had one. So, I'm looking for a rebound tonight. Well, that's going to be quite a pitching matchup. Garrett yeah. Cole's not bad himself. Yeah. And then I, tomorrow, Price and Price and Verlander. So I, that's that should be I, that should I, be a fun weekend. Uh, Yankees ever going to play some games? They got five less games than the Red Sox. Well, as you know, the Yankees, <laughs> you know, being the empire that they are, they probably because they're saving so much money on payroll, um, because you know they're now the scrappy underdogs who are trying to do it with a shoestring budget. Um, they're able to actually start the weather, uh, the weather machine. So if they decide that Sonny Gray's pitching that night, you know what? We'll just push that back a day, you know, yeah. and we'll gain yeah. a half a yeah. game. You know, I think that's I think that's what's happening. 
Honestly. That seems to work, I guess. I get they, they get it built up though. You got Nationals doubleheader, now the Orioles won, Tigers won on Monday. They got yeah, the Tigers won on Monday is gonna be Yeah, brutal. we'll find out what kind of pitching you have when you have doubleheaders all Well, I can already tell you what type of pitching they have. None. They don't have enough. So I'm already like I said, I'm already mentally prepared for the one game wildcard. I'm already mentally prepared for it. And if I were you, I would get mentally prepared for the one game wildcard as well, because you are not going to like that if that you have feeling. to be a part of it and yeah. you just need to be mentally prepared for it and then take advantage of the the uh the relief that you get when you discover that it was not it's not happening like yeah and then face somebody like felix hernandez who packs in that one game playoff that'd be a lot of fun huh yeah oh yeah that'd be great it'd be nice it'd be nice to nice to you know get a get a paxton you know paxton in there and and, and throws a throws Otani. a no-hitter you know that'd be great or an otani or be great you know that'll all that'll all work out well mark thanks for setting everything up and uh and joining us in the virtual third chair today we'll uh have you on again soon and uh we'll stay up to date eastern main sports and everything going on in the eastern part of the state all right thanks for having me Matty. thank it you was mark. great thank you appreciate yeah, thank it that's mark callen from eastern main sports blog who joined us for the second half hour of the b list here today on sports time 780 and nbr radio